0: Hi there, my name is Chris Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. And since we don't have an awful lot of games to talk about, we're going to uh, continue talking to some of the players, shine a little light on them. And uh, for this episode, we're going to be talking to the team president from the Colorado State Rams, number 15, Liam Millar. So let's hear some uh, crunchy guitars, and then we'll get Liam on the phone. Hold on. Hold on. Hi there. Hey, my name is Christopher Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. And as a uh, special treat, we have um, another player interview. This one is Liam Millar from Colorado State University. Liam, thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, talk to us today.
1: Hey, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah. Now, before we started taping and recording, uh, Liam, you allowed that you're not in the fort um, and uh, you're not you're not even in Colorado. You're over in... Uh, sexy Asheville, North Carolina.
1: I know. I'm in, I'm in the weird place of Asheville, North Carolina. That's where, uh, my mom lives and a bunch of her family actually moved out here. So yeah, I get to spend Thanksgiving with, uh, with my mom and the family. So it should be nice.
0: Very nice. You avoided all of the, uh, snow and the winter weather that, uh, yeah. hit, hit just recently up in Fort Collins.
1: Yeah, yeah, got uh, got out of Denver just a day before that snow came, so I got pretty lucky.
0: How do the mountains there, in the of the Smoky Mountains of Asheville, uh, North Carolina, how do they compare to uh, the foothills in the Rockies?
1: You know, it's uh, it's different. It's just kind of a whole different style of mountains. There's a lot more, a lot more trees out here. It seems like, and you know, the Smoky Mountains a lot of fog, a, yeah. lot, a lot less like jagged rocks. It's more rolling, rolling mountains kind of thing.
0: Okay, all right, all right, but there's still mountains.
1: Oh, yeah. No, mountains are still big out
0: here. They're still big. All right. Well, Liam, um, help me out. Let's. Uh, w- what we try to do is we try to find out a little bit about players and what's going on. You're the team president of the CSU team, the Division One team this year, correct?
1: Yep, that is correct. Lucky you, huh? I know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's me. And then I have a co-president, Tyler Nelson, also on the team. And, uh, yeah, we are where the, we kind of do it as two presidents instead of a president and vice president just what, kind of share duties.
0: What, was this something you asked for? or Did you just not miss a meeting and you got voted into it?
1: <laughs> um, no, I, it was kind of something I've been looking at since, since my freshman year, I kind of knew I was going to be an officer on our team. And then, uh, and then kind of came time for me to step up. We had our presidents graduating, and I showed interest, so it kind of got handed to me.
0: Very nice, very nice. Well, Liam, why don't you tell tell me how, how it is that you got into hockey. You grew – am I right? You're born in Durango.
1: Yep, correct. I was born in Durango, born and raised there. Um, I got into hockey when I was young. My dad got me my first pair of skates when I was, uh, I think, four or five and kind of got me out on the pond. And uh, ever since then, I've been skating – and um just kind of took off from there joined the uh the youth program in durango colorado and played all my youth hockey there up until i left for juniors so uh yeah i think i think my dad would be the one who got me to start back in back in the day on the pond that's kind of what his thing was all
0: right all right when you when you're playing youth hockey in durango who who do you play where do you play
1: yeah so we uh it changed a little bit throughout my years um we're obviously a small ski down way down south so it's pretty hard for us to go up to denver and play all the denver teams every weekend so uh we actually ended up kind of having a close-knit little league down in the mountain towns with like it'd be like us and then gunnison colorado and crested butte colorado and telluride um grand junction was in there for a little bit um yeah some of the big ones that we would play kind of some of the smaller mountain towns around and then we would, we would, uh, and then when, like, when the regional tournaments came around, that kind of thing, then we'd head up to Denver.
0: Okay. All right. You didn't head down into uh, New Mexico to play to those teams in Albuquerque or Taos um, and Santa Fe?
1: We did a little bit. Yeah. But like I said, it did change around a little bit. There was a couple of times where we would go do tournaments you know, in, in Albuquerque or, or Taos or, uh, or Santa Fe. Um, and then actually the year the year that I left to play juniors so that would be my junior year or my senior year of high school um the our high school team ended up joining um like a New Mexico and Texas high school league so they were kind of they were going down um to New Mexico and then like El Paso Texas to play high school there but I uh, I was a I was actually also in El Paso playing juniors at that point <laughs>
0: Well, for people that don't know, um, Durango is is in southern Colorado, um, beautiful little mountain town. Why don't Why don't you tell people? Because when when folks think of Colorado, they think of Denver, right? Right. And uh, tell tell people what it's like growing up in in Durango, Colorado.
1: Um, it's yeah, it's a very small. I mean, I wouldn't say very small. It's it's a smaller town, a uh, smaller ski resort town. So so it's a lot of tourists, um, a lot of tourists coming in and out, and so you kind of have your tight grip group of locals, like, growing up in school, everybody knew everybody, and everybody was kind of friends with everybody, so yeah, it's that small town feel, um, and then, like, like it said, it's a resort town, so it's pretty, pretty yuppie at some points, if that's the right word for it, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a great place to grow up, I loved it, it was, um, you know, kind of, Kind of helped me gain all my friends that I have now, and then moving forward into into school, I have a bunch of friends that even continued on to CSU. So yeah, it's uh, it was good. It was a Little town to grow up in it, but uh, it worked out for me.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit more rustic than the uh, uh the typical gigantic resort towns of Vale and Breckenridge and.
1: Right. It seems like it's got a little more history than those resort uh, ski towns. It's got you know, it's got the narrow gauge train going through and the big mining history there. So. Yeah, it was definitely a cool place to grow up. Very
0: nice, very nice. All right, and then you said um, senior year of high school, you decided to uh, head south, and you went to, of all places to go play hockey, you went to El Paso, Texas. What was going on there?
1: Right. Um, you know, uh, after after my junior year uh, of high school, I kind of wanted to get out of Durango and kind of get my name out there a little bit more. It was tough being in Durango and never get seen or anything like that. Um, and I was starting to think about my future career. So, uh, yeah, I was looking into junior teams to play for, and there was, there was a bunch on the list. But uh, I kind of – I chose the El Paso Rhinos and the WSHL as my first year. Just It just seemed right for me. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a good start out to, uh, to my junior hockey career. It's kind of a real wake-up call. Like, this is, this is what junior hockey is about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that had to be a real wake-up call in terms of uh... – Going from a, a touristy, sleepy little mountain town to uh, El Paso, America.
1: I, yeah, that's, that's right. I think a wake up call is a good way to explain it because I went from a little town to a real, real big town, and uh, yeah, it's definitely a wake up call. But it was probably pretty good for me. I got to got to get away from home and grow a little bit.
0: Good, very good. All right, and then uh, I, you you were in El Paso for a couple of games, right? in the Western States yep, league so. and then you left it and you headed back to the mountains or up North, a little bit colder climate.
1: Yeah, correct. So yeah, I played, I played the first half of my rookie year in El Paso and then around Christmas time um, I left and went to Bozeman, Montana in the NA three HL and played for the Bozeman ice dogs uh, and that uh, kind of finished out the rest of my junior career there. But yeah, it, uh felt like I wanted to go back to the mountains. Uh, I it, it had been one of the teams that I talked to as I was starting my career out and decided i'd go try it out and uh it worked for me i think one of my one of my favorite towns still to this day that i've been to and that i that i played in so yeah i think it's definitely a good move
0: not not bad at all now el paso gets uh quite a following they have uh yeah get a lot of support and the ice dogs i understand get a lot of support as well up there
1: yeah definitely um i I wouldn't say it's quite the same thing you know we were putting 2,400 people in, in the building in El Paso a game. But, yeah, the it, the cool thing about Bozeman was, that it, was a, it was a small community, so it was very tight-knit. So, yeah, the small community really loved to loved to support the high stocks and, and mm-hmm. see what we we're about.
0: All right. And so um, the juniors comes and goes. I'm, I'm, I'm presuming you aged out, right, up there in Bozeman?
1: Yep, aged out, played my 20-year, my and then uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's time to find something new.
0: <laughs> well, th- tell me about that. I mean, you—we you, know that you ended up at CSU, but um, w- what are the places were you looking at, or was it just CSU that that pulled on Liam Millar?
1: Um, I was definitely looking. I was looking around a couple of D three programs, um, and I was kind of not sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't even sure if I was going to go to school yet. And then, uh, then I kind of talked to talked to Jeff DeGree, the old coach at CSU and he he kind of talked me into it a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think I wanted to come back to Colorado and spend some more time with my friends who were here. i knew I knew the area I'd been to c s u before, and um I loved the school. I thought it was a great program um and then they also have the very rare program that i that I'm studying, which is turf grass management. they're one of the one of the better schools in the country for that, so that was a big pull for me to go there as well,
0: huh. So tell tell me about turf grass management. I mean, is that for yeah. a golf course or for tennis? Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, correct. So it's uh it's basically any any sort of anytime grass is grown, it's uh that's kind of the major, and that's what you learn. Um, for me, I wanna I wanna do uh, golf. I wanna be a superintendent of a golf course. So I've been uh, I've been getting my turf grass management degree and uh, looking to do that. Hopefully,
0: very nice. You know, uh, you people think of you know, golf course superintendents, and they, they think of, uh, was it Carl Spangler from Caddyshack? Yeah. Um, yeah. but I'm telling you and, what, uh, I, I know a fella, they can make a lot of money. Uh,
1: oh, it's, 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 it's really, uh, not a bad thing to go into because there's not a lot. I mean, there's only 10 people in my major. Um, it's, there's not a lot of comp, I mean, competition per se, and there's a lot of golf courses out there. So there's, there's opportunity. And yeah, you can, you can really make a living doing it.
0: Yeah. The fella I knew, he went from, uh, an exclusive country club in in the Oklahoma City area to uh-huh. like the exclusive country club in the Oklahoma City area, and then he got recruited to the exclusive country club down in Austin, Texas, and he's been yeah. down there making like a gazillion dollars ever since. And I thought, "Oh, oh, yeah. oh you're, you're mowing lawns," and he's like, "Nah, I'm I'm doing a hell of a yeah. lot more than just mowing lawns."
1: Yeah, that's 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 pretty funny that you say that because yeah, uh, all my friends, all my buddies are, you know, telling me the same thing. Like all you do is mow lawns. That's all. That's all your major is, and like, you can think that, but yeah, it's more. There's definitely a lot more that you can do with it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, not many people know about it.
0: Yeah, well, very cool. I didn't realize that CSU had that type of a program. Was that something you were yep. interested in uh, from the from the jump, or was that something you just found out once you got there to the fort?
1: Oh, no, that was something that I had been interested in. Um, I, you know, I took my first job on a golf course uh, in high school and kind of as a summer job and kind of started to like it a lot. And uh, my boss kind of told me the uh, the route that he took and like what you do if you actually want to pursue a career. And then uh, so I thought about that, had that in consideration. Definitely was something that I wanted to do. And then it kind of all just fell into place.
0: All right. All right. Interesting. Well, talk a little bit. Um, you mentioned that you were recruited to CSU by the coach at the time, Jeff Degree. Yep, correct. When you came to school um, there at CSU, was was Jeff still the coach, or had he already left?
1: No, yeah, he was. He was my first coach in college. He was. Uh, he was still the coach my freshman year, and uh, yeah, and then he left after that year.
0: Went back to Minnesota, but uh, yep. that that freshman year, um, you, you had a lot of success um i and, and i know from from jeff was a he was a good friend uh, i haven't talked to him i guess in a little bit so i don't know how good of a friend i am but um <laughs> we would uh uh he's he, he he i thought he was a heck of a coach he was our the coach of the year within the conference that season right. And uh got csu to go to uh to the national tournament over in columbus uh, ohio
1: yeah. that So that was, that was the year before I got there. And yeah, that was, that was a big pull for me to you know seeing, seeing that and seeing what he, what they could do. That was awesome to see. So um, yeah. I know that's something that we're really itching to get back towards.
0: Okay. All right. So that, so that was the year before you got there. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well that makes sense. That was the first year of, uh,
1: okay. That was Jeff's first year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Well, so did he reach out to you? Did you reach out to him? How did uh coach degree, um, get on to, uh, Get under your radar
1: um it was it was a little bit of both honestly um i i think originally i had i had called him just showing interest in the program and that kind of thing and then moving down like i think that was kind of in the middle of my last year juniors and then moving down the road and came towards the end and i was trying to make decisions he started calling me a little bit more and then uh yeah decided to pull the trigger and come to csu
0: nice nice and so did you know, already know some of the guys on the team
1: uh, yeah, I knew of them. I wasn't like personally friends with any of the guys on the team, but I had you know grown up playing with a couple of them and playing against a couple of them. So okay. yeah, it, it was nice to that was that was a good thing to know some of the guys.
0: Yeah, usually, um, in my experience, usually the 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 guys on the team are your best recruiters because they they yeah. know of a guy or they played against a guy and uh, they know who's aging out and who's not and who's looking for a place. So uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. So your first year at CSU, um pretty good little season for for liam himself um 33 games right scored a couple of points what do you have nine yep. points it says a couple of goals couple of assists <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and what was yeah, it that was, uh, not yeah. not a first bad year for me um uh, or not a bad first year there we go um yeah it was it was good uh kind of breaking into college hockey it was kind of a little little more of a wake-up call like uh bigger guys a little faster pace and uh yeah, I think I think my first year, I kind of I kind of fit into the team pretty well um, with my style of play and everything. We were a pretty hard nosed team, and I think I I fit in pretty well with that style. So yeah, I think our first year went well. didn't Didn't quite make it to the national tournament like we wanted to.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you, if I remember right, the uh, uh, the Rams were one of the teams that, were, that got bumped out f- from an auto bid. Um, yep, correct. So yeah, well, what? So you you said the. The the level of play, bigger guys, a little bit faster. Was it uh, you found the ACHA at least Division One play was a little bit um, uh, similar to uh, what you experienced at the Western States or the NA three, or was it it was just bigger guys, deeper benches? That sort um, of thing.
1: I would say, yeah, I think it was uh, the skill level and everything was was pretty similar. Um, I think the pace and everything in the ACHA was a little, is a little bit higher, and the uh, the intensity of the, of the ACHA is a little higher. And I think you mentioned it pretty correctly that the depth um, where like in juniors, you know, the first two lines or first line is really good, but then you kind of fall off in the depth chart. Whereas when you come to the ACHA kind of every team has some depth and every team can compete every night. So yeah. it was, that was, that was kind of what I, what I was a wake up call for me.
0: All right. All right. So you had uh, you go from Jeff degree to um, uh, now that your head coach is Joel Weeks. Um, right. what, what, Well, I mean, um, uh, I guess describe for, if you can a little bit about that transition, what is there, is that a, does it matter who the head coach is? Uh, was it a big transition? Was it a, a difficult transition from your perspective?
1: Um, I can, yeah, I kind of got to see the transition pretty firsthand because I was, I was an officer and kind of part of the new hiring process and everything. And, uh, um, I I don't think it was a big deal at all. Jeff, Jeff, um, you know, he had some family things that he had to take care of and that kind of thing. And he didn't leave us with any hard taste or anything like that. I think uh, the transition between coaches was very easy. Um, I think it was just up to us of finding a coach and that kind of thing. Um, And then a lot of, a lot of the guys on the team had had been coached by Joel Weeks before and, uh, and kind of brought his name to us and, had him in the interview and it just it seemed like a good fit and and it was kind of the transition was very smooth and uh kind of just jumped in when it comes to the coach i mean i think very it's very important it definitely can um change some things Uh but i think for us in the way we are in 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 our in our style of play with csu that um a coach can help us get to where we need to go but it's kind of up to us to play play the way we should
0: yeah now now joel is a as a goaltender coach by by trade correct
1: yeah correct and he he's actually he was uh joe morgan our our starting goalie he was uh um he was his goalie coach kind of growing up and that was where we first got his name okay all right yeah
0: so how how, how does that work having a goaltending coach uh work with the guys uh the 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 skaters i mean is it a big deal not Um, a big deal um
1: I don't, I don't see it as the biggest deal because he, he isn't, he's not only a goalie coach, he's coached, he's coached teams as, as a head coach before too, and so he, he knows hockey systems and that kind of thing, which is kind of what's most important. Right. And then, and then we have Jameson Wicks and a couple other assistants that kind of, kind of can help us more with the whole skating thing and that kind of stuff with a player. But yeah, I, I think with him being a goalie, it's not really a big issue other than you know goalies are just weird. <laughs> let the
0: record reflect you said that not me yeah right
1: right right <laughs> I,
0: I figure you got to be weird if you're going to uh, strap on all that gear and get pummeled with a uh, hundred mile I an hour pucks uh
1: I, I I when I was young I uh I played a little bit of goalie when I was uh when I was kind of a let's see when I was a squirt and a little bit of my peewee I played a little bit of goalie and yeah that just wasn't for me I don't
0: know <laughs> I'll take the abuse elsewhere huh
1: yeah, exactly.
0: I'd rather just dish it out than take it.
1: Well, very good. <laughs> That's exactly right.
0: So you, you mentioned you got uh, Jamie Wicks as an assistant, and you also have. Yep. Um, oh God, I'm going to forget his name. It's Ansel. Austin Anse. There you go, Austin, Austin Anse. Anse. Yeah, number yep. 29, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Or uh, the late great 29, Austin Anse. He was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he retired last year, hung the skates up, and he wanted to come help out this year. He's kind of staying in the Fort Collins area so he wanted to come help us out this year and it, it's been great you know having having a younger kind of players coach with us has been uh has been good for the boys i think
0: yeah it's, it's going to be good to have jamie and in austin um yep. close by i, I know that yeah. joel lives down in the he lives down in golden doesn't he
1: yeah yeah he, he makes a commute from golden for practice and games and everything which is uh more power to him that's that's it's amazing, that's,
0: that's that's a heck of a commitment there for people that don't know. Yeah, Gold, Golden is about an hour, maybe an hour and a half uh, south of Fort Collins to the west of uh, metro Denver. Yep, wow! So, yeah, well, good. I, I remember I was up there, um, up there, I think it was last year, and it was snowing, and I was looking for Joel after the game. And he said, dude, I got to get, um, I got an hour and a half drive in in the <laughs> yeah, snow, yeah. so I can't, uh, hang around and dilly dally. And, uh, I was yeah. like, holy smokes. I, that's when it dawned on me that this guy lives like an hour and a half away.
1: Oh yeah. no, he, he makes a commute every, every time. So we love him for that. It's pretty funny. We tell him like on those, on those late nights or uh it's like, yeah, Hey, if, if you want to crash on our couch, Joel, go ahead. You got a spot. <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> nice.
0: Well this yeah. th- this year you've got um uh your your it's Joel's second year as uh, the head coach so we kind of getting a little better feel for what's going on and um you've you've got an injection of some freshman uh forwards or some freshman uh I guess scoring punch a little bit. I I am I'm, I'm going to butcher these guys' names so you're going to have to help <laughs> me out but Yeah, okay. Mark Marcensini?
1: Yep, uh Nick Marcensini.
0: Yep, yeah, and Warner. And then you have another yep. the 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 number twenty nine is still a scoring machine. It looks like Master andrea
1: Yeah, so uh, we had we have those. Uh, so let's see, Nick Markenstein He's a true freshman at uh, or not a not a sorry not a true freshman, but he's a he's a freshman at CSU or at CSU. Okay, um, coming in from California, um, and yeah, he's uh, he's been a great asset for us this year. He's a smaller player like like myself, but he can definitely knows how to put the puck away and drive the net. Um, and then Cade Warner and Vinny Massandrea, both of them were, uh, were playing for the Colorado Eagles, um, for their junior careers. And then went and played D3 at a couple different schools and ended up coming back to CSU for a transfer. And, uh, they've been a big help and it's, it's really too bad that, uh, Vinny, he actually got, got hurt a couple games ago and kind of, that might be a season. He might've torn something in his hip that, uh, oh, no. that's pretty irre- irreparable for the season. So. Yeah, that's that's a tough hit. We've actually been uh, been been hurt bad by injuries this year. Um, you know, at one point we were weren't able able to fill a roster when we were in uh, Utah, so it's it's a little tough with some of the guys right now.
0: Yeah, I know that Warner was injured there for a little bit too. He's he had yep. to sit a couple of weekends. But...
1: Yep, yep. Cade Cade hurt his uh hit a lower body, and so he uh he was out for a couple games. And yeah, it's definitely tough. But that that's when a couple of other guys had to had to step up and do something but yeah it's tough when our big scorers are uh,
0: aren't playing well how's how's that working out you, you're you're now i mean you're a junior um yeah and you're you know one of the old men on the team now
1: and i know right
0: you and kyle nelson and, and tito moreno yeah. and uh yeah. riley riley's still around isn't he kyle riley yep kyle, right. kyle riley's
1: still around i mean yeah, he's, so he's, we got
0: only, a- yeah, he's only been playing for five eight years something like that <laughs> yeah, riley's yeah, been playing forever
1: so- yeah, this is his uh, fourth year, I believe, senior year. Um, yeah, we do have. It's pretty nice. We have a pretty tight, tight knit group of uh, older guys, which has been very helpful. Um, a lot of the guys from my rookie class are still there. You know, we're kind of, we're the older guys now, and so it's 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 definitely t- helpful to have that tight group going in with, with some with some leadership. Um, kind of have the, have the younger guys look up to us or try to, because we have a, we have a few young 18 year olds on our team that that are pretty new to the, new, the whole thing.
0: (laughs) Now with you being one of the older fellas, how are you, or how would you categorize yourself in the, in the locker room? Are you one of the, the voices, one of the leaders in the room? Are you kind of quiet and just let your actions on the ice speak? Um, How would you Um, characterize yourself?
1: I try to be a little bit of both. Honestly, I, I, you know, the biggest part is like my acts on the ice speak, but uh, I'm a pretty vocal person. So yeah, I'm definitely, definitely one of the vocal guys in the locker room too. Um, I'm one of our captains as well. So it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm part of that leadership group. But, yeah. I say, I say I try to do a little bit of both lead on the ice and as well as vocally.
0: All right. Um, all right. Very nice. Now I got to ask you this year, you've had some uh, you've had some tight games. You just got through playing um, uh, Iowa state. And uh, lost both of those games, but uh, played them really tight. Both of them were one goal games, scored late in the third period. That's just from my experience. um, You know, I've kind of seen Colorado State ebb and flow, and that they've been very, very good and, you know, killing a whole lot of people, but I've also seen them where they. We're getting killed and under joel it doesn't seem as if that's the case it seems as if you're if you want to beat csu you're gonna have to play 60 full minutes to beat them because you guys play 60 full minutes there's no laying down
1: absolutely that's our that's kind of our biggest thing we uh we pride ourselves on being hard to play against that's kind of one of our one of our big mottos that we want to be hard to play against and uh yeah, we want to force teams to have beat us. You know, we don't want to have beat ourselves. We don't want to ever get blown out of the building. Um, yeah. So we, we play the full 60 and, and do what we can. It's it's tough losing those games by one, one goal, but that seems to be how it is every, every time with us, we're not going to blow any teams out, but we're not going to get blown out. So yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, it helps to have Morgan back there in between the pipes.
1: Yeah. It helps when, when big Joe's stepping up and making, you know, 30 plus saves a game. That's uh <laughs> And that's it, always that's always helpful and
0: i saw where uh where avery uh McDonald, uh the backup goaltender he's been getting some run too
1: yeah so avery uh avery played in his first game of the season this weekend he actually he got he had a lower body injury as well at the beginning of the season that kept him out for all of those games and now he's finally back and that's that's going to be a huge help for us moving forward and being able to give Joe a little bit of rest when he needs it. So
0: yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to don't want to run Joe into the ground.
1: Uh, no, we can't do that.
0: Yeah, very nice. All right, well, so we we talked about Iowa State, but hey, let's can maybe you can remember all the way back to the beginning of the season when Western Michigan came to town. Yeah. During the second game, you guys were beating Western Michigan pretty good, and the Western Michigan coach, I think a lot of people on the ACHA have seen it by now he yeah. um, waved the white flag of surrender and uh, promptly got tossed out by the officials and on his way out he decided to just throw all the sticks onto the ice. Um, yeah. Had, had you ever seen anything <laughs> like that before in your, in your hockey career?
1: I mean I, I've seen it in videos um, like you know overseas and that kind of thing but I'd, I'd never seen it before in person and yeah it's kind of crazy. I was I was on the ice, and and then all of a sudden I wasn't looking at the bench or anything. And then I hear everyone cheering. I look over; he's waving the red or white flag. And yeah, it was just kind of a crazy thing to see in person. You know, you you hear about it all the time, and you know you you know when those wires cross, you know how it is. But yeah, it's it's kind of funny to see it in person.
0: Well, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you're one of the captains. You're there talking to yeah. the officials. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah. What what do you do? do? You go there. up to the official and
0: say, "Hey, what what are you guys going to do about this guy?
1: i mean at that at that point you kind of can't really say anything like they they see it too they know they know what they got to do you know, you, you know they know they can't really do that so uh i at that point i was kind of just staying silent and seeing what happens like there, there's not much i can do anyway so i just let the <laughs> officials take control but yeah it was just it was just a, a wild scene for sure
0: did any of uh the western michigan guys come over and say anything to you
1: Oh, yeah, they were, you know, they were John Beacon kind of talking about their officiating the whole time. And, uh, you know, my only answer is, I mean, I don't know what you want me to do about it. I just play for the other team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the one out here kicking your butt.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I don't know what to tell you. But, yeah, that was, that that was, that was tough. I mean, it's as much as, much as it's good to blow a team out like that, you never really want to see, see a blow up like that that's just that's just a tough look
0: Yep, yep. yeah well kind of wild all yeah. right well hey i always ask this of folks you've been around the the conference here for a little bit um and so you've 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 been around you've been out to the arizonas and the ozarks and the oklahomas so, right not counting epic your home rink what's the favorite rink that um uh that that leah millar likes to likes to play in that's within the conference
1: oh. yeah that's a it's a good question. Um, Missouri State. It's always fun to play in Springfield because they just they pack that barn, and uh, it's it's a real it's a real loud building. So that's that's always a really fun one to play in. And then obviously playing in Boulder is always fun for us too with the rivalry.
0: Yeah, yep. And then
1: and their rink's right on campus there, right in the rec center. So they get quite a few fans usually. So it's, yeah, those games are always fun too.
0: Now, now do you, when you go to Boulder, do you like um, playing in Boulder because of the fans that come through there or is it because of uh, all the scenery that you have to uh, wade through in order to get to the rink?
1: <laughs> you know, uh, might be a little bit of both, but yeah, those games are always just rowdy with, with it being right there on campus. So.
0: Now in in years past, I know it's not going to happen this year, but in years past, you guys have played, uh, Boulder at the Pepsi center uh, downtown Denver, where the uh, avalanche play the NHL avalanche play. What, what's that experience like?
1: That's always a good time. You know, when you get a, when you get a play at the big setting in in the Pepsi center, it's, it's always a good time. We don't, fill it up like they do so it's a little weird looking around but uh no that's always fun because you, you get kind of treated like a pro for a day and it's it's nice um it's too bad we can't do it this year but uh it's also tough for us we've you know ever since i've been here we've lost those games and so it, 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 they're hard games to play in for sure but definitely definitely fun having that that cross uh crosstown rivalry with cu and csu
0: well the, the reason you you mention it um you know it's you don't pack the place like like the nhl guys is doing that's i guess what where my question was going it's uh what's it like to play in just a gigantic cave of, of an arena but there's a hundred maybe a thousand people there it doesn't seem like there's anyone there
1: yeah no, and it's it's actually real similar to playing uh playing in tucson when we're playing u of a with uh with their rink with the roadrunners rink but uh it's it's actually not too bad um in the bowl, it's it, it the lower bowl gets pretty filled up, and that's kind of all you can really really see when you're on the ice. So it, it doesn't look too bad, but it, okay. it's, it seems a little quiet in there, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we asked you what's your favorite rink, and so you got Missouri State and in, and uh, in down there at Boulder. What's the least favorite rink, uh, where, mm-hmm. within the conference?
1: Yeah, with well with Arkansas dropping out of the, of the <laughs> conference, theirs was definitely my least favorite. But uh, I'd say this year um i think oceanside at asu would probably be my least favorite rank
0: really why why why, yeah. why do you not like the ocean I,
1: I don't know what it is about that place it's just uh the ceilings are real low and the the lighting is just weird i I just get a weird vibe when i'm in
0: there the ceiling is real low it's super cold i believe it's the coldest rank in all of america which which is crazy because it's in the hottest place in all of america
1: i know maybe that's what it is though you get the hot outside and then it's real cold inside
0: yeah well you you won't be surprised to know that when i ask the question of other people they they would say well when arkansas was in the league that was the worst rank (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) to a man to a man everybody says that now, you 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 mentioned it. Uh, the TCC. You guys have uh, you went down to the TCC earlier this year, and you uh, surprised the heck out of U of A and and shut them out uh, in the first game. I think this year that you played down there, Correct. like a one to nothing shutout. Was, yeah, very was that
1: hard fought game? Yeah.
0: Was that though? I mean, I know that you guys have won a handful of games so far. It's kind of a rough season, uh, at least up to now. And as you said, you've got a lot of injuries. Uh, that's probably, you know, a major, uh, reason for that. Is that the highlight or is that the low? Light? I mean, what's, what's been the highlight game so far of the season for, at least from your perspective?
1: Um, yeah, that, that was a huge game for us beating U of A in their rank, uh, one, nothing Joe getting his first shutout. That was, a uh, shout out to Joe for that first shout out too. that was just an unreal game played, uh, played all around by, by everyone. Yeah. Um, I'd say, yeah, that would, that that'd be one of our best wins this year. For sure. We were really trying to take some from uh, Iowa state. I think we played really well in those games this weekend too.
0: Yeah. I know you also, uh, uh, my, my normal co-host is, is the, one of the Oklahoma guys. And uh, I know that you also bid Oklahoma when they came up there to play you guys at Epic.
1: You... Oh, yep. Yeah, correct. Yep. So, uh, I was, uh, I was actually not. Yeah. I wasn't playing in those games. I just, I'm just coming off a concussion. Actually. Uh, Iowa state was my first games back no since, way. uh, yeah. Since Utah. So, Oh,
0: wow. Uh,
1: yeah. So, I, but yeah, that those were, those were hard games to play into for sure. Um, I don't know if I'm drawing a blank here or not. I'm trying to think about that game. It was kind of a while ago for me, or during my concussion. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it,
0: it, it was the week before. It was the week before Utah, but uh, maybe you were okay. maybe you were semi-concussed. Okay, I'm, yeah.
1: yeah, I'm I'm confusing two games there. Then, yeah, those, yeah, the the Oklahoma weekend was 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 a good weekend for us as well. We played well with UCO coming in on Thursday. Um, yeah we had a, we had a tight game with them and then, and then taking going one-on-one with OU, it was, it was good for us.
0: All right. All right. Very nice. Very nice. But the, uh, right now though, the, the U of A shutout win at their place is, uh, right there at the top
1: i say, yeah, that's one of our, one of our biggest wins this year for sure.
0: All right. Well, Hey, um, d- tell, other than talking, uh, to the, to the dumb commissioner on, uh, on this uh, podcast and dealing with turf grass management and playing hockey and being the co-president, well, what else does Liam Millar like to do in his free time?
1: Um, in my free time, uh, she, what free time, but, uh, yeah. I, uh, um, i'm a big fly fisherman i like i like to uh i like to get outdoors you know being from colorado and spending a lot of time in montana i got really into fly fishing so that's that's something i like to spend whenever or something i like to do whenever i get some time off um ski when i can but that hasn't been going so well the last couple of years but uh just with hockey and everything um, yeah. yeah but definitely you know i'm a, I'm a colorado kid definitely an outdoorsy kid
0: okay D- is ski or snowboard ski yeah. What's, what's up with all this snowboarding, huh?
1: I know, right? So I mean, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> yeah, no comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so where do you, where do you, have you do you have a local place where you like to go fly fishing Uh, there in the fort or do you just wait till you get home?
1: Um, yeah, in the fort, I like to fish, uh, fish the Poudre river that runs right through town and then up through the Canyon. Um, and then also I like to fish in, uh, Estes park, um, there's a couple. There's a couple areas in Estes Park and kind of Rocky Mountain National Park that I like to go.
0: Very nice, very nice. Now, th- tell me about this, and, and I, I don't need you to you know bring up. I'm not asking you to tell me all about Liam's you know times at the Drunken Monkey or anything. Oh but, God. Yeah, but but tell tell me, um, in describe for the people that the few people that do listen to this podcast, what it what it is about Fort Collins that's a, that makes it a pretty cool town.
1: Oh, I love Fort Collins. Uh, I I never hear anything bad about it from anyone that lives there. Um, I think I think it's just the close community there, where, that everyone you know supports CSU and supports the school. They love it being there, and so so it's nice having that close knit community that 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 likes having you there. I think that's one of the nicest parts. And then um, and then also you know all the opportunity with Denver being only an hour away, and then the mountains being twenty minutes away. It's just that you can kind of do whatever you want.
0: I think uh, Fort Collins is, um, you know, I, I'm biased. Um, I have uh, one, one of my, well, my daughter goes to Fort Collins. She's a junior, oh wow, and okay. she she goes to CSU, and so I, I get up to the fort as much as I possibly can, and so I'm I'm always struck uh, by the fact that it's a, it's a it's a, it's a true college town. And people are probably sick of me talking about, uh, you know, going up there to Old Town and and whatnot. But I'm struck by um, uh, every time I go there, the university is an integral part of the town, but it also has its own little uh, flair. That, you know, Old Town is just gorgeous, and uh, the the restaurants that you have there, uh, the breweries, the uh, the places to eat you if you're into big box and you know shopping junk then you got the foothills mall and everything on harmony you know all that big box junk that uh, right right but, but uh you know there on college you have a bunch of uh, funky little uh funky little shops especially there uh you know in off of uh if you go the other way on Elizabeth and on Laurel you know there's yep. a lot of funky it's a it's a it's a just a cool little college town and as you say you can Head up to the Poudre River and go into the canyon there. You can head up to Horse Tooth and you know screw around up there at Horse Tooth, um, or right. you can go down to Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, it's just just a pretty special place in in my opinion, and I think you're you're very fortunate. You know, you, you it sounds like you grew up in a special place there in Durango, but you're going to school in a very special place as well.
1: Yeah, definitely I yeah, got very very fortunate with the areas that I've grown up in and that I'm living in now, you know, with uh, Durango and then Bozeman and then uh, Fort Collins now. It's uh yeah, I think you you put it very well you know you can kind of do everything whatever whatever you really want to do it's there if you want to have the small town old town feel downtown you can go if you want to get out of the mountains it's right there if you want to have the big town feel it's right there so yeah i think that's my favorite part of fort collins is just how well-rounded it is
0: yep yep all right well let me ask you this we'll 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 get you out of here really quick but what what, tell me i mean uh, I'll, i'll i'll be the sole judge of your answer but tell me what is the best pizza in fort collins (sighs)
1: that's pretty funny uh we were talking about this the other day actually um i was talking about this with joe morgan and his family um I, i i think i have to go with crazy carl's on this one it's it's always winning all the awards and everything and they have they they do one of my favorite pizzas when they use music city hot chicken and the green chilies and so yeah it's uh yeah i think i think i gotta go with crazy carl's on this one
0: all right well See, I would, I would, I would, I would give that a a. I would not agree with that. But um,
1: what, what's your favorite then?
0: I, I like bojos. Uh, okay, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of bojos myself. No, but however, I, I will say this: I've only had calzones from Crazy Carl's. Um, yeah, and uh, so I haven't had um, uh, pizzas, and I sure as heck, I mean. If they're doing something to incorporate the Music City Hot Chicken into their pizza, that's awesome because Music City Hot Chicken is just a damn fine place to go. It's it's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, they do. They do a a special pizza. Um, It's called. What is it called? The. uh... I think it's called the hot chicken or something like that. And, uh, yeah, they, they use the music city, hot chicken and green chilies. And, and yeah, it's, it, it it's a real
0: treat for sure. Well, Hey, next time I'm up there, I'm, 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 I'm all over crazy Carl's for that. one. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. So, uh, before we get out of here, you got to give me a decent story about, uh, your coaches, Joel Weeks or, or Jamie Wicks, you know, kicking a trash can, breaking a clipboard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Give, give, um, me, give us, think- give us
0: something. Keep it PG though.
1: Right, right, I've been thinking about this for a little bit here. Uh, um, I think I don't know. I, think I kind of got two things. I, my my favorite thing, you know, about our coaching staff is that everyone's like so different. With Joel Weeks and Jamie Weeks, just two completely different people, and so it's pretty funny, you know, seeing them be good friends and react together. That's always good. But uh, I think a good Joel Weeks story is, you know, he always he always wants to uh, wants to fire the boys up in between periods. Um, I got I got two things for that. So he wears these. Uh, he wears these fingerless gloves, um, no matter what, no matter where he is, he wears these fingerless gloves. Uh, don't know what the story is on them or anything, but, uh, so that's just a staple of Joel Weeks is the fingerless gloves and the bandana on the bench. But then when he wants to fire up the boys, he, uh, he talks real low, gets down into a squad and kind of looks at us all serious. And he says, we all know it's about to be a real, real intense talk. So I think, huh. uh, I think that's my favorite Joel Weeks story.
0: Okay. Very Nice. But yeah. Joel, every time I see him, he's always got a smile. Um yep, yep. You know, and, and I don't know if he's just, you know, trying to BS the commish or if he's, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just trying to get me out of his face. But he's always got a smile, always seems to have a positive attitude. Um, he has yet to squat and get in a low voice with me, so I, I, now, <laughs> now I know to step back if he ever does that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'll know. But, uh, yeah, a no, great guy, great coach. Um, you know, he's, he's been he's – been, close with me since since we've hired him and everything and so yeah it's worked out well um, yeah mm-hmm. we're looking forward to moving forward this year and hopefully turning our our not so fortunate season around yeah
0: all right well hey, now I've got one last question for you and this is again Ford Collins uh, I'm going to presume you're you're over 21 correct correct so if I were to ask you New Belgium or Odell's oh. w- which one are you going with <laughs> Or, or is there, a, um, or is there, is there a third candidate that I'm unfamiliar with?
1: I would say, I think I have two different opinions on this one. If I'm like going to the brewery to actually hang out, um, I would probably say New Belgium just because the the brewery that they have is just real fun and it's real cool area. But I think my favorite favorite beer comes from Odell for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, I would uh, – you can't go wrong there. because I'm, no. I'm, I, I love uh, Fat Tire, and especially yep. the Belgian White Fat Tire from New Belgium, but I'm also a big fan of Levity from uh, Odell. And uh, they have – boy, they have something else that just packs a punch. What, the,
1: one of my uh, – yeah, one of my favorites is the Rupture. Rupture. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of their more popular ones.
0: Yeah, I'm just I I, I might have had that, but uh, anyways, you can't go wrong. And you know, heck, any of the breweries up there in the fort. No,
1: I know it's yeah, it's it's one of the brewery capitals. So yeah, I can't really go wrong.
0: Yeah, now I know that you don't go to those things because you're busy studying no, and correct, uh, all right. the other I, stuff. I so.
1: don't. I just I get to hear from from all the other people that do enjoy them. But, uh, yes. Yeah, oh, they're pretty great to great to go to.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, hey, Liam Millar, I appreciate your, pay, your your patience with me and my dumb questions. I appreciate your uh, being on the WCHL podcast. I look forward to uh, seeing you. I look forward to being up in the fort and trying this Music City Hot Chicken from uh, Pizza from Crazy Carl's. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, seeing some wins from the from the CSU Rams this season.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for uh, for having me on. It was uh it was great to talk to you guys. And yeah, when, uh, when you're up in the fort, let me know. I'll take you out for some uh, hot city or music city, hot chicken pizza.
0: There you go. It's a deal. It's a deal. All, All right, right. Liam Sounds Millar. Good, thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Have a good night.
0: All right. You too. Thanks, Liam.